2: Welcome back, my friends, to at your service here at KMOX. Uh, we're having some fun. Going all the way till eleven o'clock tonight is still I'm taking your phone calls. I'd love to join or love to have you join me. You got something you want to talk about? I'm more than happy to do that. Let me kind of uh, get the uh, lineup here. We're going to uh, speak to Chris Blair, and he's from Worldwide Technology Raceway. Uh, We're going to talk about their event coming up. IndyCar, one of my favorite events, and uh, get all the skinny from him. A little bit later on, uh, we're going to speak to Ron Tenner, and Ron is with Repair Shop of Tomorrow. We're going to talk about the shortage of qualified—I should say qualified. I just say the shortage of automotive technicians that are out there today. Uh, it is really tough. The average age is pretty old for technicians, and we wonder where uh, where it's going to happen. Every shop is looking for technicians. Not only that, we're going to get into about other help or other employees that aren't there for a lot of other stuff too. So that's coming up again here today, uh, or I should say this evening here on At Your Service. Uh, again, my name is Greg Damon, uh, working for usually do the auto show, but uh, we're having some fun here on the At Your Service program, uh, folks. Thank you so much. Uh, for uh, hanging out with us here. I mean, it's just been just been so much fun. I hope you're having as much fun as I am uh, here tonight uh, on a Monday night here in St. Louis. Uh, tell you what, let's go ahead and uh, bring in our next guest. He is Chris Blair. He's from Worldwide Technology Raceway, Vice President, and he's been kind enough to join us here on uh, late Monday evening. Chris, thanks for joining us.
3: Hey Greg, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. It's been a while.
2: That's been been a long while. Been uh, been off been off air for a while. So Chris, I, I am correct. You're still yeah. vice president, right?
3: Yep, yep. Curtis hasn't promoted me yet. I've got to keep working that angle. So hopefully, uh, hopefully we have a good race weekend. I can hit him up for a little more money and another uh, another business card. But we'll see what happens.
2: I'll see if I I'll see if I can't send him an email or something for that. <laughs> It's great. Hey, uh, so I want to talk about, uh, really, I guess your guys' next big event that's coming. Uh, you have events yeah. like all the time. But one of my favorite events, of uh, really, and I think it just I think it goes very well with the shape and the uh, signature of your racetrack, and that's IndyCars over at Worldwide Technology Raceway.
3: Yeah, Greg, we're really looking forward to it. And You know, we were just having a conversation yesterday. I was at the uh, Nashville uh, Grand Prix which is a street race. Oh, my and gosh, it looks so much of, fun. Oh, it was great. They did a great job. I actually was read some texts with the promoter a little earlier and complimenting him on what a great job they have. But I got started talking to a couple of different people and realized we're the only racetrack in the entire sport of IndyCar racing that a fan can sit in their seat and see the entire track. Because uh, you go to Indianapolis Motor Speedway, right. you can't see the entire track. And with the recent changes at Texas, you kind of lose the cars in turns one and two. So for the fans here in St. Louis and the fans that travel here, you can actually sit in the grandstands and see the whole race without any obstruction. So that's uh, that's going to be one of my new selling points because it's great to be able to just kick back, have a cold drink, and watch some great racing and see the whole thing play out right in front of you.
2: Yeah, you know, Chris, you, I never really thought about that. I've been uh, been blessed and been lucky to uh, to travel to a lot of different tracks. And and really, you're correct. I, I really never thought of that. But uh, Gateway, you can definitely see the, uh, the entire track. You get to see the whole thing. Um, you know, what What I love is those guys breaking hard into turn one and on the gas uh, going down the backstretch.
3: Yeah, that's one of the things I was talking to a few of the racers. We had a really great test about two weeks ago and talking to some of the drivers. They love our racetrack because it is so unique. Uh, you know, we're kind of an egg-shaped uh, oval track and uh, turns one and two race different than turns three and four at super long straightaways, some of the longest straightaways in all of racing. So you really have to be on your game to make your way around there. It's got a lot of unique characteristics. People always say it's a big track that races like a short track. And, uh, you know, we've seen some great racing there. And, uh, you know, what, from what we saw in that test the other day, Firestone has a really good tire that they're bringing this year. I'm really happy with that. Uh, so there's been some tweaks and adjustments to the aerodynamic package for the cars. I think it's going to be probably one of our best races we've ever had. If, if things play out like it looked the other day at testing, and watching these guys as they navigated away around the track, working around the draft, I think there's going to be some good things for the fans to watch. And you know, and then the night before, we had the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series with the Toyota 200, uh, so you, know, you get to see some of the best stock car racing as well.
2: Yeah, folks, uh, you know, I guess the uh, not the real racers, uh, but you know, the fringe fans, they kind of bag the trucks. It's like, man, I'll tell you what, the trucks are a lot of fun to watch because those boys are beating and banging all night long.
3: See, I love the trucks because they're low downforce and they have pretty good horsepower. High horsepower, low downforce. That means you got to work those things all race long. So you're uh, you can't rely on the aerodynamics. You got to manhandle those things. So that makes some really good racing. As we've seen, every race we've had since 2014 has involved a whole lot of bumping and grinding and pushing and some great finishes. Uh, and I tell you what, I love the truck series. It's the perfect. You know, the, the races are about 90 minutes to two hours. Uh, You get to see some intense action. And, you know, this year it's our first race. We're the first race of the playoffs. So everybody's out to prove something because they have to advance to that next round of playoffs. So uh, for us, this is a new opportunity to be presenting uh, the racing in that format where every single position matters. Uh, If you're conservative, it's not gonna do you any good. You gotta go for the win. So everybody's gonna be out for blood for this one,
2: that's for sure. No, you're you're exactly correct. And I and you, you kinda of touched on something that I wanted to talk about. One of the most fun things at uh at at uh, uh Worldwide Technology Raceway, you talked about the corners, every corner is different. This is what I love. You know, in, in F one, pretty much where you qualify is pretty close to where you're gonna finish unless you have a mechanical yeah. problem. But you come to Worldwide Technology Raceway, this is is a driver's track. You can have the, you can have everything the same, but this is going to come down to a driver's track. Who's going to drive into the corner farther before they break? Who's going to hit the gas first as they navigate four corners that are all different?
3: Yeah, that's one of the things I was talking to Christopher Bell the other day, and Christopher won here in 2016. And we were just talking about you know how unique this racetrack is, and he said it's like when the first time he came here, he didn't know what it was going to take to figure it out. So he said it took him a while. He said, "Once you figure out the track, and you really see the cream rise to the top, where it's not all about the best setup, it's about being able to way to navigate your way around the track, and uh, you really do get to see the best drivers doing their their best work at a track like ours."
2: No, you're absolutely correct. Absolutely correct. And for folks that have never seen, uh, again, I love the truck racing, but when it comes down to it, I really love the indie cars, the open wheels. For folks that have never seen it in person. They are truly missing something. You need to go and check it out live.
3: Yeah, it's a, it's a great show. We've, you know, we've put a lot into it. You know, uh, the, you, the, the one part about IndyCar races, and, and the majority of them are usually on road courses or street courses, so there's always a festival atmosphere, and that's one of the things that we brought over to our oval race that a lot of racetracks haven't done in the past. We try to cram as much as we possibly can into a day of racing. So we start out with vintage cars. And I was just talking to the organizer of that program the other day. They had 36 vintage cars coming for this year's event. Uh, We have the Pro uh, 2000 Series and then Indy Lights, all leading up to the big Bomberito Automotive 500 for the IndyCar Series under the lights. So, I mean, Saturday is an action-packed day, so you really get your money's worth. A whole lot of bang for your buck. You can see so many forms of racing. And, you know, we've got a lot of activities on the midway. It's just one big party that starts all day, but it's uh, family friendly. You got a little bit of something for everyone.
2: Yeah, not only that, but I mean, this is really national exposure for both series and St. Louis.
3: Well, that's one of the things too. Here recently with IndyCar, with the you know they've got a lot of former Formula One drivers that are hopping on. Uh, Scott McLaughlin, the uh, V8 Supercar driver, he's there. So now. Uh, the, the viewing numbers in Australia, New Zealand, are through the roof. We've got a huge Brazilian uh, TV viewing audience. Uh, Takuma Sato and his success here, uh, we have a lot of people watching in Japan. And really, this is probably, uh, of all the events that you think about that take place in St. Louis over the course of the, over the sports season, our IndyCar race gets more international exposure than any other thing going on because it, it really is showcasing St. Louis and the Metro East. To the entire world with this large viewing audience that we have
2: yeah absolutely you know uh, it, it, me being a car guy obviously i love racing love the technology of racing but these indy cars man they are an engineering marvel
3: <laughs> yeah they really are and, you know for a lot of the fans who if you didn't come in 2020 yeah you know, there's been a lot of changes to the cars uh with the new uh halo system for driver protection uh they're always working on different things and Jay Fry, who is the president of uh, IndyCar, a former uh, Mizzou football player, his goal, he said, we always want to be the loudest, most obnoxious race cars on the planet when it comes to racing on a noble. He loves high horsepower. He loves them loud. He loves them fast. And Jay is really pushing the envelope of the rules package. And we're starting to see it because the racing is just so good, so intense. And, uh, you know, it's, it's not toned down. You know, used to Formula One was really extreme, and they've, kind of gone uh, another direction to be a little quieter and more uh, conservative of what we're doing, where IndyCar is like, okay, let's rip all the restrictions off, and let's go as fast as we can. And it plays out really well for the, the race fans. It's, it's really true, old-school, hardcore racing that we all grew up with and loved.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So we got about uh, 12 days till, uh, till the event. Man, it's going to be a fun one, that's for sure.
3: For me, it's kind of like counting down at Christmas. You know, this is, <laughs> this is the one. You know, we get through this and we take a little bit of a breather. But, you know, this year, uh, the Thursday after IndyCar, we have the Hot Rod Power Tour coming through. We have over 10,000 street rides coming in on a Thursday to, to hang out with us. And then that weekend we have Formula Drift. And then, you know, we're just a few weeks away after that from our uh, big NHRA race. So, you know, we've got a schedule that's unbelievable. You know, we're the only racetrack on the planet now that has IndyCar, NASCAR, and NHRA. And then you throw in the other things we do, such as Formula Drift. And, you know, we're doing a lot of really good things over here. We bring the best in racing to St. Louis. So if you're, a, if you're a car guy living in St. Louis, this is a pretty special time just with all the content that we have coming over here to the racetrack. It's, it's been a, it's an amazing schedule, and we're having just a fantastic year with all this.
2: Yeah, Christian, that's something I also wanted to touch on. I mean, you guys just aren't you uh, have the big events and that's it. I mean, you guys are racing every week with uh, you know, uh just local drag racers and then you got the carts there as well. Uh it's just a fun, fun action night for anybody.
3: Yeah, that's what you know, just out here just the other day we had three races going on in one weekend. We had SECA, we had drag racing, we had carts running. And that's what this is all intended when Curtis Francois uh rescued the track. Uh, just over 10 years ago and brought it back to life he wanted something for everyone so we've got it from the basic grassroots of getting a go-kart and going racing uh either for the uh, younger kids or for the older guy who uh, wants to relive a little bit of his glory but we've got everything and uh you know so that so you can come out and see you no know, matter what kind of car you like we usually have something going here at the racetrack on any given weekend and then in addition to that, you know, we're seeing a lot, you know, our Wednesday night program is really growing by leaps and bounds with the high school racing, and the overall testing tunes. So, uh, you know, it's a it's a pretty special time to be a race fan here in St. Louis because there's just so much going on. And it, it makes us really proud to see how far we've come since Curtis took over the track uh, you know, 10 years ago. And uh, there's we're, we're working every day when I get up and go to work. My goal is what can we do? to make, bring something bigger and better to St. Louis. And Curtis shares that vision and gives me all the tools I need to try to live out my dreams. And, you know, we've got some great partners working with us to make it possible. And, you know, I, I like to say our best days are still yet to come.
2: Oh, I agree 100%. You guys, uh, it's been amazing. Can't believe it's been 10 years already. Chris, for folks that want more information about the upcoming events, where can they go? And also to get those IndyCar tickets, where can they go?
3: You can just go to wwwtraceway.com. If you want to do it the old-fashioned way and go on the on the internet, or if you want to follow us on social media, we're really active. We've got one of the best social media uh, platforms in the country, and our handle on that is at WWT Raceway. And we're really active. You know, even our office dog has his own uh, social media account. So we're (laughs) engaged. We try to communicate with the fans. Uh, You know, if people have questions, you can use that social media outlet. We're on it all the time. And that's the thing about it. We want this to be everybody's racetrack. This is not Curtis's racetrack or, or my racetrack. This is St. Louis and St. Louis Region's racetrack. And we're all in this together. So, you know, if you got things you want to see, if you've got ideas, things you want to share, just reach out and talk to us because we're open for all kinds of ideas.
2: Well, Chris, thanks so much for uh, joining us on the program. And, uh, man, I can't wait till IndyCar comes. It's going to be a great event.
3: Yeah, we're looking forward to it. Let's, now we're in that window where, Let's just hope the weather cooperates and uh, everybody's ready to have a great time because we're going to do our best to deliver.
2: That sounds great. That's Chris Blair from Worldwide Technology Raceway joining us here on At Your Service on KMOX on a Monday evening. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Stick around. More to come.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours
2: welcome back my friends entering in towards the last couple segments here on at your service on a monday night again i hope you've enjoyed uh, everything that uh, we brought you tonight uh i've certainly had fun my name is greg damon usually do the auto show here kind of subbing a little bit Uh, Doing some at-your-service, love being back with uh, live radio and taking listener phone calls and stuff like that. Uh, we got a couple more segments to go. If you want to join us, 314-436-7900, 1-800-925-1120. Those are the phone numbers if you want to get on. we got a couple things that we want to talk about uh, coming up here in just a few minutes. Uh, After our next break, we're going to talk with Ron Tenner from Repair Shopper Tomorrow. And talk about the shortage of uh, automotive technicians, and then also other help along with that. Uh, but I want to pose this question to you because this is uh, really one of my big pet peeves, uh, man. I tell you, it uh, maybe maybe I'm just too old. Maybe that's what it is. Uh, you know, I'm that I'm that old crabby guy saying get off my lawn. Maybe that's who it is, and I'm overthinking this. But maybe I'm not. I don't know. I want to get your opinion on this. What do you think about this? You know, I, I'm a I'm a big guy, folks. You know, I love to eat. I love to eat, and I love going to fast food restaurants. But, you know, lately it seems like you go to fast food restaurants, it's always an imposition to place your order, and the person behind the desk is taking your money, and then also when they're getting your food, it's like, oh, you know, you're bothering me. Why are you here? But my biggest pet peeve about that whole thing is they never say thank you. They never say thank you anymore. If you notice this, if you go to any fast food restaurant, I shouldn't necessarily say fast food, other things as well, but it is a big deal to where they will not say thank you. I don't understand that. Shouldn't they thank you for your business? I think that is something for everybody. I mean, you know, common courtesy, uh, thanking you for coming in and, and allowing them to have a job Allowing that business to provide a service and stay in business. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Like I said, if you want to say something about that, give me a call. We got a few minutes here 314 436 7900 1 925 1120. Those are the phone numbers. Uh, if you want to, got a few seconds here, you want to talk about it. Uh, it is really a big pet peeve for me. And I tell you sometimes it, uh, it it's really disgusting. And I, uh, there are some restaurants that I just don't frequent anymore because of that. Um, I just think it's extremely rude. It's extremely rude. I'm you know, I'm paying good money uh, to come out and and eat your burger or or do whatever. I mean, don't don't you think you should you should uh, i'm not I don't want you to pamper me, but just show some common courtesy. I think we've lost that today. I think we've lost that between everyone. We have no common courtesy between anyone anymore, and it really bothers me. Really bothers me. How many times do you walk down the street and folks don't even say hi to each other anymore? There's no common courtesy. How many times do people not hold the door open for you when you're going in and out of a business? It's just common courtesy, folks. I don't get it. If you got something you want to talk about about that, man, I'd love to talk to you again. 314 436 one 800 925 1120 We got uh, just a few minutes here before I got a break, and uh, we can do that. Um, I just I, I I worry about that and I and I think it I think it all goes back to there's just no social interaction. I know my nieces and nephews, and if you're listening, I'm sorry. But, man, you're sitting on the couch next to each other, texting each other. You're not talking. As this world of phones, this world of everything's on your phone, does that just take away from it and we have no social interaction? You know those people out there that have no social interaction whatsoever. And it just it drives me up a wall, folks. It drives me up a wall. Uh, just got a couple seconds here for a break. If you want to uh, try to sneak on real quick, 314 436 7900. And then we're going to get to uh, Ron Tenner from Repair Shop tomorrow and talk a little bit about, uh, about finding good quality automotive technicians. Just give us a call 314 436 7900, 1 925 1120. I'm worried about it. You know, I, I, try to, I try to teach my kids, I try to teach my kids, hey, be civil, be sweet, be outgoing be outgoing, talk to people. That's the whole thing. Folks, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back with uh, Ron Tenner. Stick around. More of At Your Service to Come on a Monday night. you listen listening to Greg Damon. Thank you. Welcome back, my friends, getting into the final segments here on At Your Service on a Monday night in beautiful St. Louis. I hope you're having fun just as much as I am. And my name is Greg Damon, and uh, thanks for hanging out with me tonight, folks. I just uh, really enjoyed it, and uh, hope you're having just as much fun as I am, too. More to come as we're going to kind of get into shift gears a little bit. See what I did there? Automotive show, kind of shift gears. See what I did there? And uh, we're going to kind of uh, talk a little bit about one of the biggest pressing things in the service industry today, and I'm going to go to the automotive thing, is finding automotive technicians. Uh, The average age of an automotive technician is about 45 years old and obviously aging every year. Guys are getting out of it. We're not having enough young people come through. Uh, to take those out, what an exciting field it is. If you're great with electronics and math, it's a great field to get into. So I've brought in a good friend of mine. His name's Ron Tenner. He is with Repair Shop of Tomorrow, and he's been kind enough to uh, stay up late with us here on uh, KMOX and hang out with us. Ron, thanks for uh, coming on the program.
4: Good evening, Greg. How are you, sir?
2: You know what? uh, I'm just as sweet as ever today. I'm going to just stick with that.
4: Of course you are. It's been a while, buddy. Glad to hear you back on the airwaves.
2: Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that, Ron. Uh, so for folks out there, tell us a little about Repair Shopping tomorrow, and then we're going to get into uh, get into about the uh, technician shortage.
4: Okay, thank you, Greg. Uh, repair Shopping tomorrow is a NAPA nationally endorsed coaching and marketing company. Uh, we're there for the NAPA Auto Care Center, and any really truly independent auto owner who's looking to Go to the next level, and of course, uh, it's struggling with the inevitable technician shortage that we all know is out there. Uh, quite frankly, the blue-collar shortage is out there, so yeah, you know, anything it's a, we can do for the auto industry is great. One,
2: one of the things about Repair Shop of Tomorrow, folks, just because you were a great mechanic or technician in your career and you decide to buy a shop, open your own shop, doesn't make you a great businessman.
4: Absolutely, you know, in our industry, a lot of times we refer to it as uh, you bought yourself a job instead of becoming a businessman, and my job is to make sure I revert that the other direction so
2: right, exactly. well, uh, I wanted to talk about this. you You speak to a lot of uh, a lot of folks nationwide, a lot of different shops, and, and and everybody's in the same boat. I mean it is really difficult today to find automotive technicians.
4: It is a, a sad state of affairs for our industry. Um, you know, and not only is our industry hurting, quite frankly, Greg, I mean, anything blue collar, HVAC, electrical, plumbing, I don't care what it is. Uh, we have trained our children not to become blue collar workers, when in fact, it's one of the greatest paying industries in the world today. Uh, not just because of the shortage, but quite frankly, uh, working on a car today, as you know, takes a lot of the skills that it does to play a video game, um, right our equipment was is, is, is driven the same way the knowledge is the same when most young people with a really intelligent mindset can make more money in the automotive world than they can and almost in almost any other industry there is
2: yeah if you are if you're a young person and boy I'll tell you you're good at electronics you're good at reading uh, diagrams and you can understand mechanical issues you can kind of write your own ticket
4: absolutely
2: uh you know ron one of the things that that I believe is coming from this uh technician shortage, you know, again. I'm an old guy. I'm old school. Back when I was in school, I am the only one out of my auto I, I was blessed, I should say. I, I was blessed to have a vocational school as part of my high school. So, I yeah. was I am the only one out of my automotive class that made it my career.
4: Well, you and I come from the same uh the same boat. Uh Myself and one other gentleman I know of from my vocational school went on to be successful in the automotive industry uh, today we've lost that vocational side though uh, even if we wanted to be there it seems that the training world has lost grasp that the automotive industry is very successful. The vocational schools have gone away for us
2: nope, you're exactly right you know and I think a lot of uh, high schools there's no more shop class there's no more uh well automotive class or you know uh i mean even they don't even teach business or or how to write checkbooks anymore or anything like that.
4: I I told my wife that we lost grasp of reality when we quit teaching children how to sign their name. Um, Honestly speaking, vocational schools are greatly understaffed. We've taken away funding Um, when quite honestly speaking, I think in the next 20 years, we're going to greatly regret that. So it's our job as an industry to try to reverse that. And we're working endlessly to try to figure out how to do so.
2: Well, I mean, we see it every day. I mean, there is not one shop that I know that uh, isn't looking for a technician, especially you can call them an A-level technician or a diagnostician. Everybody's looking for that.
4: I just attended a, a seminar this weekend in the industry, and every single shop owner that I spoke with, was lucky to be there because he's so short on technicians that he feels he can't leave his shop. Uh, We've reached an epidemic in our industry. Um, It's unbelievable that we reached that point, but now it's time to reverse that point.
2: Yeah, I think we need to get more young people involved, maybe uh, do clinics or anything else. Uh, You know, we have one of the best uh, automotive schools here in St. Louis with Rankin Tech. Uh, Get folks involved. You know, I I had a lady ask me today, Uh, at the shop that uh, when we were uh, checking her out and she was talking about uh, her son is interested in in automotive. And I said, oh my gosh, that's great because we have such a shortage. And I was telling her about it and I said, and she said, you know, what do you think some of the benefits are? I go, you know, here's a big benefit for me is I get to look outside every day. I'm not stuck in the middle of a cubicle, in the middle of an office. I get to look outside every day. I get to see if it's sunny, cloudy, how hot it is, how cold it is. I get to see that. That's a big benefit. Not only that, every job you do is different. You're not doing the same repetitive thing over and over and over.
4: You touched on it perfectly, Greg. Um, I had a gentleman tell me one time, it's a customer of mine who was a doctor, that the difference between he and I, we, we attend far more schooling than most doctors do over our lifetime. Um, they repair them while they're still running. We at least get to shut them off. <laughs> But the, the true the truth of it is that even doctors understand how technically involved our 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 life is, and quite frankly, if you are a, a young person who loves technology, it's it's endless. It's never going to stop growing. Uh, you're not going to reach a wall where you say, "Okay, I've done it all." It's never you're never going to get there. Uh, I've been a part of this industry for 40 years. I learn every day. So.
2: Nope, I agree hundred percent. And again, if you're if you're competent about mechanical stuff and you love technology and you love computers, I mean, cars are, are a rolling computer today with upwards of fifty to hundred different computers on a car.
4: Amen. So uh, you think it's, it's tough to be attacked? You got to be an owner. <laughs> it's a more challenging?
2: That's definitely more challenging, no doubt about that. Uh, so I want to also branch this off because being autom- in the automotive field. Uh, you know, we're having now, because of the pandemic, you want to say, or unemployment or not people not out in the workforce, we're having tough time coming up with different parts. I mean, you may come into an auto shop thinking you're going to come out the same day. Guess what? I got to get that part. It may take two, three, four days to get.
4: Yes. Uh, funny you say that. So being a business coach with a repair shop but Tomorrow, I deal with people all over the country. Uh, I have shops especially in the heavy diesel world who wait months for a part so keep in mind that some of these guys they struggle for for help they're also tearing things down and waiting two and three months to be able to reconstruct and put them back together because of parts so it's a double-edged sword not only do you have you don't have help but you also don't have the acquisition of parts today either so
2: well, let's it's also a unique situation. go back to a business owner. Now you have that vehicle possibly tying up your bay for that long and everything else.
4: Exactly. Um, it's a challenging time in our industry, but I, I do believe that uh, we all struggle through this like everybody else in the pandemic. Uh, no matter what industry you're in, I think once we fight our way through this, we'll come out on the other side smarter, stronger, and I think we'll uh, inevitably be better for it. So. Uh, At least I hope we are.
2: Yeah, I agree. I hope we are as well. You know, that's one thing that uh, uh, being in the automotive world, uh, every automotive shop was open during the pandemic and uh, trying to help out first responders or anybody else that has to go to work and get their cars, make sure that they're maintained, and they can actually do their job as well when they had to go out and do work.
4: Absolutely. You know, as a shop owner, uh, during the pandemic, you know, we reached out to the first responders uh, it helped in any way we could, and there's been a uh, there's been a bond there that you know always thought was there, but definitely became much stronger during the pandemic between us and first responders. So I hope on the on the backside of this, all of us we appreciate it a little better than we did before. So
2: I hope everybody's nicer to each other. That's the whole thing.
4: <laughs> we can only hope, Greg.
2: <laughs> hey, Ron, I got to take a quick break. Can you hang with me a few more minutes? You know I will. All right, fantastic. Folks, we're visiting with Ron Tenner. He is from Repair Shop of Tomorrow, kind of talking a little bit about the shortage of technicians uh, in our industry. Obviously, you know, being in the automotive industry, near and dear to my heart. And uh, it's it's uh, it's very difficult today uh, to get folks to come in and, and be able to repair cars. As I said, they're just a techni- technology marvel. So let's take a quick break. You're listening to At Your Service here, KMOX. We're going to go till 11 o'clock. Stick around. My name is Greg Damon. Welcome back, my friends. KMOX at your service here on a Monday night into the final segment, the last laps. The white flag is out here tonight. We're having some fun. Man, I hope you guys are having as much fun as I am, that's for sure. My name is Greg Damon, uh, hanging out here today on KMOX on at your service. We certainly appreciate you listening. And on the phones, we're talking a little bit with uh, Ron Tenner from Repair Shop Tomorrow, talking a little bit about... The shortage of automotive technicians and really help in general and uh, how hard it is uh, to get parts and things like that. Ron, uh, you know, I wanted to touch a little bit. And and first of all, Ron, thanks for uh, hanging out with us and staying up late. Uh, But I want to really touch back on the parts thing. Uh, Do you think this is probably going to be the norm here going out? Or do you think it's ever going to get back to the way it was?
4: Well, I believe in the next 12 to 18 months, this will be the norm uh my question is are we able as an industry to get the workforce to get us ever back to normal um it's industry-wide uh, if people look at car lots as they drive by today new car lots have no cars on them um, that's just a uh, the symbol of what we are fighting every day uh, we can't get parts they can't get cars so i'm not sure if we can get the work- workforce to realize this time to go back to what used to be normal we all went to work every day uh, instead of relying on unemployment and people that take care of us, uh, I don't know the we'll all go back to normal.
2: Well, let me ask you this. I want to throw you out there. The future of the automotive industry, you know, a lot of folks are going, hey, guess what? I kind of like working at home and I can do my job at home, not necessarily have to drive into the office anymore. What's that going to do to the automotive industry?
4: Well, as we all know, Miles Driven drives our business, uh, so to speak. But as uh, we all know, People also were not flying, so I think we'll make some of those miles up and and miles traveled for vacations and family events, but you're 100% correct. Uh, I talk to owners every day who uh, have spouses or family members who work for corporations who used to have multiple buildings in a city full of people working. They've given up the buildings. They're paying people to stay and work at home. So it's a challenge. The next 10 years will be a real challenge in the automotive industry. I think it's going to be strong but I think you're going to have to be very powerful and you're going to have to be very unique and find ways to make it happen. You're not just going to be able to live by the norm.
2: I couldn't agree more. Ron, thanks so much for joining us here on the program tonight. For folks want more information about Repair Shop tomorrow, where can they go?
4: You they can call me uh, at 636-264-8275. Or they can reach out to me by uh, emailing me at ron at repairshopoftomorrow.com.
2: Well, Ron, again, thanks for staying up late with us. I appreciate it, and uh, we'll talk real soon.
4: Thank you, Greg. I appreciate it, buddy.
2: No problem. Thank you so much. That's Ron Tenner from Repair Shop at Tomorrow. Just kind of put it out there as what's going on in our industry as well. Uh, folks, that's about going to wrap it up here on the KMOX At Your Service show on a Monday night Thank you so much for letting me come into your homes, into your cars, and uh, hanging out with me. It's just been a blast. I hope you enjoyed it just as much as I do. My name's Greg Damon. Do the auto show here on KMOX. It's nice to be back in the seat and have uh, have live radio again coming from you right downtown St. Louis. Again, I hope you enjoyed it as well. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. We got news coming up, my friends. Be nice to each other.